Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Macro Compass. Brazilian President Lula recently asked the following questions. Every night I ask myself, why should every country have to be tied to the US dollar for trade? Why can't we trade in our own currency? Why can't the BRICS central bank have a currency to finance trade between BRICS countries? Lula, Lula's speech sparked yet another mediatic hype on the upcoming de-dollarization. So in this article, let's try to explain how today's dollar-centric system actually works and why you keep hearing about it, but it's been impossible to replace the dollar in over 50 years. Now, in a globalized economic system, you want to trade with as many partners as possible in a seamless way. Let's take Brazil. When Brazil exports its commodities to China or Japan, for instance, and the trade happens in dollar, Brazil accumulates these US dollars. It might also use them to buy goods or services that it needs from other countries. So in other words, today, the US dollar is the global reserve currency of choice, over 80% of global dollar transactions, and 50% plus of global trades and payments happen in US dollar, as you can see in the first chart of the article. Also, in the last 30 years, competitors could not alter this massive dollar dominance at all. And why is that? It seems easy from the outside and fun to be the US dollar, to have this role and to fulfill this role as the global reserve currency of the world, but it is not easy at all. So let's start from the asset side and walk back to the Brazilian example. So when Brazil exports commodities in dollar, more than spends dollar to import stuff from the outside, Brazil accumulates dollar foreign exchange reserves. These dollars enter the domestic banking system in Brazil through the Brazilian exporters that get the dollar from the outside and deposit them in the banking system. Ultimately, the Brazilian central bank is responsible for managing their effects reserve buffer. That means that the local central bank wants to keep these US dollars safe and liquid. In our monetary system, keeping money safe and liquid means basically two things, avoiding credit risk and investing in deep and liquid markets that guarantee a painless turnover if necessary, either via selling the securities or by repoing them out. Remember, we're talking about foreign currency reserves accumulated by selling commodities, goods, services to the outside world. In our example, we have done that in dollars because that's what happens today for the most. That means you have accumulated dollar assets that you need to invest in some securities. Now, the US Treasury market stands out as the global leader in this field. It's as big as 20 plus trillion in size, it is very liquid, and it is underpinned by a deep repo ecosystem that ticks therefore all boxes. Also, no capital controls, democratic routes, and the rule of law reinforce the case for investing in safe and liquid US treasuries. Also, and most importantly, there is an ample supply of US treasuries through government deficits. They provide to the rest of the world what they need. They need a safe and liquid asset where to recycle the very dollar proceeds from their global trades. 
And the second chart in the article shows exactly that. The currency composition of global FX reserves, the percentage invested in treasuries in blue remains between 60 and 70% of global reserves. But why is treasury the asset of choice? Why are dollars the currency of choice? And therefore, these dollars that come out from global trades need to be recycled in an asset, which is often and pretty much always the case to be treasuries. What is the potential alternative to this system? Well, Japan's government bond market is 60% plus absorbed by the Bank of Japan. There have been multiple days in a row where no trade happened in the Japanese government bond market. How can you store your FX reserves in such an illiquid market? Obviously, you can't because the liquidity part is not guaranteed to be there. Europe, well, with such a fragile monetary but not a fiscal union, and the only AAA countries potentially able to provide the world with the safe collateral bonds, for instance, or German government bonds, that they need in order to recycle uh, the foreign exchange reserves they accumulate from selling goods, commodities, and services outside, the, the very same AAA countries are instead sticking to austerity for decades. They're not issuing the very bonds that will be needed as a vehicle to park FX reserves. Also, as I said, Europe has a very fragile infrastructure with a monetary union, but not with a fiscal union. What about China, Brazil, or Russia? Well, in that case, you are facing a combination of capital controls, like in China, lack of democracy and the rule of law, like in Russia, corruption, and frequent episodes of double-digit inflation, like in Brazil. Do you want to take these risks when storing your hard-earned FX reserves accumulated from selling your goods and services abroad, once you've accumulated these FX reserves, do you want to take the risk to invest them in what it's supposed to be or you want it to be safe and liquid assets, which instead have to be Chinese government bonds, Brazilian government bonds, or Russian government bonds? The truth is that from an asset side, US treasuries don't have a valid competitor as a global vehicle where to invest hard-earned FX reserves. And this is why treasuries still represent 60 to 70% of the uh, asset of choice for global FX reserves manager. This is also true that the dollar doesn't have a real competitor when you look at the other side of the coin, which is debt. Because dollar-denominated foreign debt is huge, and it makes an orderly de-dollarization not more than a fairy tale. Entities sitting outside the United States have accumulated 12 trillion of dollar denominated debt. This is because to finance global businesses that sell stuff in dollars, well, you need US dollar funding, US dollar debt. And now I cannot stress how important it is to understand this concept. If you want to break the system and de-dollarize, you effectively, as you can see in the picture, need to deleverage a $12 trillion debt system. Brazil walking away from a dollar-denominated trades would hamper its own organic inflows of dollars by not trading and selling their commodities, goods, and services in dollars anymore. And Brazilian corporates would be choked under dollar scarcity because they need these dollars to repay and refinance 
their dollar debt, which is part of this 12 trillion pile that we just discussed. When you deleverage a debt-based system, you are either bidding up the debt denominator itself, which is the dollar in this case for this $12 trillion pile, or otherwise, you are witnessing tectonic geopolitical events like wars where the world order is at stake. An orderly unwind of the US dollar is nothing more than a fairy tale. There is no valid alternative for a smooth transition, and deleveraging the global dollar debt system would be instead a very painful process. This is why you keep hearing about the de-dollarization, but instead it never happens. I will talk to you guys again very soon.